this place was built from the customers. I mean, they, it's our place. We yeah. did this together, and without their support, they're they're just I wouldn't have been able to put more into it. Welcome to Tap That AZ, the show that takes you across Arizona to find the best craft beverages. We sit down with the people behind these beverages and hear their story. I'm your host, Eric Walters. In this episode, I sit down with Rebecca Golden from 32 Shea. We talk about how her vision and hard work turned this formerly run-down coffee shop into a place that you can get breakfast, lunch, dinner, desserts, craft beer, wine, coffee, all that stuff, and more, including a 12-hour happy hour. That's right. Grab a drink. Let's tap into 32 Shea. I'm here with Rebecca Golden from 32 Shea. Rebecca. Hi, Eric. Thanks for joining me. This is pretty awesome. Pretty excited. I've been coming to this place for years, so uh, you guys were definitely at the top of my list. Uh, Aww. Yes. Thank so, you. And it's a beautiful day out. Like, it this is, is awesome. Couldn't get much better than this. This is why we live in Phoenix, Arizona. It is, right? <laughs> around, what is it, around August, September, I'm starting to think, like, well, why did I do this to myself, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's times like this that make it, all right, uh, I made a good choice. Yeah, yes. it's beautiful. So take me back to the beginning of the creation of this. Uh, well, like how far back do you want to go? Like the, the first idea or? Yeah, first yeah? idea, yeah. Well, you know, um, the first idea came from, I was living in Arcadia. Okay. Anybody who knows Phoenix knows Arcadia. It's, it's the up and coming epicenter of all restaurants. And, uh, and I walked watched and witnessed the first Postino's opening and I was so inspired by what they did with the building and it just there is just this energy in that that I just fell in love with okay so that was the first plan of the idea so I was like you know I would love to have a dog-friendly wine bar why doesn't anybody have any dog-friendly places well little did I know that at that time the health department actually didn't allow dog-friendly oh, but that really? started so that was about 15 years ago so that was the thing that the the seed that started growing in me and then I realized well I need money and nobody around me had money so <laughs> money I was like how do you get money well if you want to get a loan you have to write a business plan so then I spent like a year writing a business plan and at the end of it I realized I needed a lot of money and I didn't have it so the only way to do what I do in life is to make it happen I had to work and I worked two jobs for uh, 10 years Okay. Uh, I had a very corporate job at the beginning, and on the weekends, I went back to the place that I served at, uh, this little Italian restaurant, and I would work the weekends and save all the money that I had from that job and any extra money that I made. And then eventually, I ended up opening my own business, um, okay. a website development company and a brand company, and then I still worked on the weekends as a server. So I, I, that's how I started. And, um, you know, I love downtown Phoenix and I was like, wow, this is, you know, this is definitely where I'm going to have my place and yeah. whatnot. And then one day I moved into this area, okay. the, the dreamy draw area, um, okay. 32nd street and Shea. Yep. And I started going to this really rundown coffee shop. Um, and I was like, this is the place, you know, uh, um, this location, this location here. Uh. So 32 Shea, it was really rundown and I just, I, I just didn't understand why the owner couldn't see this vision. So I, I oh, I'm sorry. I should okay. probably turn that off. Um, <laughs> so right. I, um, 
you know, I approached him. This is, I mean, this is like 10 years later. So this was about six years ago. Okay. And, uh, no, it's actually nine years ago. I approached him and I was like, Hey, let's partner or, you know, I'll do nights. You can do days. I want to do this wine bar thing. And he had no interest. And I tried to, I was like, I'll buy it from you. And he's like, absolutely not. So I was like really heartbroken. And so much the fact that I'd come in here when he wasn't around and I like write my name on the window, (laughs) sort of manifesting it. My friend and I would sit out in the patio and we'd like, we'd like, uh, walk around and, and pace the, like, how big do you think it is inside it? Because as you know, this is a very small space. Yeah. So we were trying to figure out. And, yeah, that um, little rolling thing that, like, we, measured. Like, no, we just by our feet because we didn't want to seem too, like, you know, I didn't want to disrespect him. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, this is going to be mine. Right. So, um, yeah. Uh, and then I finally, like, just hired a real estate guy. Not hired. I went to my real estate guy friend and was like, I love this space and come see it. And so we went down when they were closed one Sunday and he's like, uh, um, well, first he went to the guy, the owner and the owner would not talk to him. So I knew it wasn't about me. The owner just did not want to sell. Okay. But I, I brought him here and, and the real estate guy's like, this no this place is horrible like no why would you even want to open a place here yeah Yeah. he's like you need to be somewhere like downtown and i'm like no i'm telling you this is the spot i was like and he's like i don't think so rebecca i'm like get in the car so we got in the car we started driving around i was like i want you to see the the houses in this neighborhood and see just how great this neighborhood is and there's nobody catering to this neighborhood and uh we got in and we drove around and I thought I was impressing him and he called me the next day and he's like I really want you to think about some other spaces and I was just Uh, at that time I was just heartbroken so I was like you know what forget this place so that so that I just thought I was never going to have it okay fast forward three years later um, I wouldn't even look at this corner I drive through this corner every week day and um, I just couldn't even bear to look at at Shea Cafe at that time because I was so heartbroken yeah and I thought they would go out of business and they never did and uh, I was going to the gym one morning, and sure enough, there's a for lease sign. Like, for lease. Like, it wasn't even sa- business for sale. And I called the number, and I was like, I- I- I'm going to take this place. And they are like, well, do you want to look at it? I'm like, nope, I'll-, I'll drive down right now and give you a deposit. Yeah. And um, I did, and that's where it all started. Wow. Yeah. That's, you were driven. Like, I, you were yeah. I just had a feeling. It was just, I love this neighborhood. I mean, this is an area that has the mountains, and it has beautiful homes. Um just it's just it's a, a, re- a really great neighborhood and i wanted to bring something that was like downtown mm-hmm. to this up uptown kind of area okay and there was nothing like that over here i mean yeah. just no local places nice so and so that's really important to you the neighborhood yeah For, yeah i just i wanted to make a mark like Postino's made a mark and and have something that was just important to people and that they cared about and loved and and that the community could help build. Yeah. So that and that's what's happened. When we first opened, it was very, uh, you know, it, it was, it was. I, did you ever come when we had the trees in the boxes and? I think so because you didn't always have this out here, right? Right. We had yeah. half the patio at the okay. beginning, and yeah. that was that was kind of silly. When, but that yeah, was when was that? When, that so that was about three years ago. Okay. Yeah. Before so we that's remodeled. Around, yeah. 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 Around so it's very humble beginnings. I wasn't yeah. sure if we were going to make it, so I only signed a year lease. Uh, <laughs> That's crazy. Like, this is what yeah, I want, yeah. And, and but yeah. at that time, so this was 2011. Nobody was opening businesses. I mean, my my rent was like a thousand dollars. It was something ridiculous, and uh, I just didn't know what was going to happen because everybody was going out of business. The plaza had like 80 percent vacancy, and oh, really? and here I am, like I'm going to make an opportunity out of this, you yeah. know. So, um, yeah, we opened, and holy moly, <laughs> that was um, 
That was it was pretty tough. Yeah. It was not financially tough, just I had no idea what I was doing. And it it nearly killed me ah. to figure this business out on my own. On my own. Right. You know, open 16 hours a day, running two concepts out of one. So wow. it was crazy. So, and, and you've, you've accomplished that because you've been, you've been recognized for like um, a community. Um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but you got like best in Phoenix for something. with community, Yeah. Right? Area Revitalizer. Yes, that was probably one. one of the best titles ever. Area Revitalizer. I so know. what is that? Like explain. I just think, well, what happened? So we started, you know, very small and I mean, every moment that I could put, reinvest into this place I did and that came from you know when I opened I didn't have a loan I I, I, I couldn't even get a loan they okay. weren't giving loans for restaurants they weren't giving loans for businesses it wasn't oh, wow. me it was it was just the the um, economics of it and yeah. um, so I took the money that I made from people coming here and I reinvested over and over again and so really this place was built from the customers I mean they, it's our place we yeah. did this together and without their support, they're they're just I wouldn't have been able to put more into it. Yeah, well, I mean, you make some pretty quality products too, so that helps. Yeah, right? we try. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, this when I when I was thinking about how to what our competition was going to be like and who we were targeting, I knew that it was really important that we had products that um, were competing against McDonald's and uh, Subway. I, mean, I know, yeah, but, but we had a yeah. drive-through, and so yeah. things still needed to be quick, but just so different that no people had never seen in the drive-through. Like they never saw a prosciutto sandwich in a drive-through, oh, yeah. or like um, you know, like a caprese salad, like things that were really quality. Yeah. But um, things that were people would be willing to pay a little bit more for and wait a little bit more for. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And funny enough, when we first opened, um, I mean, our products do take some time to make through the drive-thru. Yeah. And uh, when we first opened, people didn't have smartphones. So we would go, you know, it'd be seven minutes and they'd be freaking out. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, well, I mean, it's a long time to wait in a drive-thru. I, yeah, I get yeah. it. But they would just have nothing to do. And then all of a sudden one day I was like, gosh, you know, I remember we used to get so many complaints and now we don't. And I, I looked down at somebody on their phone and I started them. I was walking up to deliver their food in the drive-thru and I startled them. I was like, oh my gosh, the smartphones have changed everything for us. Like yeah. people can come here and wait a few minutes in a drive-thru, but it's their time to like go get ready for work, you know, check their emails or get on Facebook, whatever they're doing. That's true. And they don't even know the time has passed, but yet they still get that quality meal that, that we provide for them. Yeah. So that's interesting. So it changed, but you, you like, it's nothing that we did, but it was the smartphone. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Technology. waiting so much different, like having that, you know, <laughs> like seven minutes. All right, well, hold on. I still got to do this. Then you're there for three more minutes. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm yeah. like, why aren't the people leaving? They need to move out of the <laughs> way. On. We need the space. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So. So when you moved here, this this was not here. I love this. So what's really cool is we're probably what like a hundred feet from Thirty Second Street, and you don't unless you hear like a loud motorcycle, you don't even know that that's going on over there. You've got music playing. You've got the I love the fountain. Yeah. The fountain, just the looks of it and the sound of it. So you've created like this little oasis out here. Yeah. I like that. It is. It's uh like our little secret Zen garden. Uh, you know, when, when we went to remodel three years ago, the patio, uh, I went to all my favorite places around town and just took something from them. Cafe Monarch has a beautiful patio with these uh, palm trees. And I was okay. like, I have to have palm trees. And yeah. I went to, 
you know, Chelsea's Kitchen and they had these big mature trees. And I was like, yeah, this is really important. We need to feel like we've been here forever. Like yeah. this has been part of this neighborhood for a long time. Right. And, um, you know, we have a Zen feel. It's not like a religious thing. I just feel like it, it, there's a, a sense of when you see a Buddha of peace and, yeah. and appreciation that, that Americans see in Buddha uh -huh. I, or some Americans do. And I wanted to have that, that sense here. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, when we put the trees in, I bought really mature trees that would grow fast, and I wanted vines that were evergreen so that they would be green all winter long. And yeah. um, I just, I don't know. It was so important that it felt like a place of peace and, and beauty for people that they would just, like, feel love mm. once the, the minute they walked in. Because it looks kind of awkward from the outside. When you're driving up, it's like, it almost looks like a nursery. You don't even... You know, there's just it big trees and this yeah. weird building, and then you, the minute you step in, it just all makes sense. It all pulls together. It does. It does because this is like the trees are, are key too. Because in Arizona, I mean, having like like tree cover is rare. Like it's rare to, to have that. You know, so um, yeah, I love it. I, I think it's I think it's great. Um, so you guys do. So I, when it's very beginning, I was describing, I'm at 32 Shea, it's a coffee bar slash this slash that. So you do, I mean, you go do everything from early morning coffee, house-made muffins to dinner, right? So like, yeah. what's, what, what's this that This is spectrum? the craziest thing ever. First of all, we're 672 square feet and our kitchen's 150 square feet. Oh, wow, that's and small. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I really, I wasn't thinking. I When we first got it, I mean, the whole thing was, so it was supposed to be a wine bar, right? Okay, so we were yeah. going to, I was just going to do this dog-friendly wine bar thing. And, um, but when we opened, we needed to wait for our liquor license three months. So I was like, well, we'll just do the coffee thing. How hard that could be, right? And then I was like, well, we need to have some breakfast thing. So here we are just open from, you know, six to four. And we're waiting for the liquor license. And I'm like, holy moly, this is really hard. You know, getting up at 530 or being, you know, here at 530 in the morning to open right. at 6 is really tough. And then I was like, well, if we're going to be open, we need to be open later. Like, there's nothing, you know, till at least 10 o'clock. And we need to be like, I don't want people to think we're a coffee shop at night. We need to be a restaurant at night, a wine bar. So when we went to get the license, they wouldn't let us do a wine bar license. It's this plaza wasn't the zoning was weird, so we had oh. to get a full license, okay. which um, we got a restaurant one, which meant we would have full alcohol. But then they required a bunch more food. Uh. So now I went from you know gonna have bruschetta and cheese plates to <laughs> a full dinner menu. Yeah. Oh, and that just oh boy, it was a lot to learn. So now I have this kitchen that has to turn over you know, three, three, three courses. I mean, breakfast, yeah. lunch, and dinner in a 150 square foot space. And we, it's just a unique concept for anywhere. A lot of places, um, you know, they do it, but it's kind of the same menu all day long or, um, the environment doesn't change, but here the day and the night are day and night from each other. Yeah. I mean, the day is definitely a coffee shop cafe feel. You mm -hmm. order at the counter. It's really fast. Yeah. You sit wherever you want. And at night, it is a restaurant bar. It's dark. Like We have candlelight. The Buddha lights up fire. Yeah. Um, there's servers oh, really? now. There's chefs. There's bartenders. And it does not feel like the same place. You feel like you're in a completely different place. That's awesome. Yeah. And then the thing that that's great is especially for the neighborhood people is that we have people who come twice a day every single day right because they come in the morning to get their coffee and then they come at night to have dinner and cocktails yeah um, it's that's just, cool that's that's and it's hard it's a hard to pull that off i would think it's incredibly hard yeah. to pull that off <laughs> yeah. i mean just logistically i think even for anybody with just normal size space i mm -hmm. right but to pull it off in an environment where really you know that you're 
you know, when the sun goes down, that this is a different place is, is yeah, it's very hard. Yeah. And it's kind of been one of our struggles too, because people have seen us as a coffee shop. Mm -hmm. It was a coffee shop for 20 years before we had it. Right. And so they don't even really realize some people and it's catching on, of course, that yeah. realize that, wow, at night it just turns into this, this whole other environment, this whole other scene Yeah. and just as trendy, trendy and cool. And I, what I'm drinking right now is like, is that, that cohesion of the two, right? <laughs> you are. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah. what is it? What am I drinking? And I'm, I, I'm going to, I want to say I'm, I'm a grown man and it's, it's okay <laughs> if I like this. So don't judge me. I like your girliness. I like <laughs> knowing that side of you. Yeah. So what is it? What, is, what am I drinking? You're drinking, um, a Nutella espresso martini. Oh. So literally is the combination of our, our morning espresso with our Nutella fix. Everybody talks about our Nutella thing and, yeah. you know, it was something intentional is I, uh, the Italians I worked for, they had Nutella around. I, I'm not even a huge Nutella like freak or anything, mm -hmm. but I was like, you know, we're going to have something that people aren't doing anywhere. And it's really paid off for us. Our like yeah. in the mornings, our Nutella mocha is the number one selling coffee drink that we have. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. Hundreds go out that do the door every day. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So you're drinking one of our, our, what we call our after dinner drinks yeah. or, you know, <laughs> midday cause we do right. serve alcohol all day and I'm drinking um, our number one selling martini okay. which is our mint lemon drop martini so uh, yeah that was the cool thing when we first opened uh, craft cocktails were just coming on the scene so we were kind of like you know, ahead of the game when we started muddling things and yeah. <laughs> um, using fresh herbs. That wasn't really happening a lot, especially in Phoenix. And also craft beer. We were one of the few places that only served craft beer only. And people used to leave because we would, wouldn't have Budweiser. Uh. Or, and I, you know, it was so hard to stick to that. But I'm, now yeah. it's like, oh, so people are so willing to try all different types of beers that now it's like, oh, you don't have Bud Light? Just give me a Pilsner or whatever. Right. So, yeah. But we were literally one of the, I think the first people in town that only offered that, you know, That's pretty awesome. six years ago, you wouldn't think about six years ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny because like when I go to places, I love craft beer. Like that's, that's like my, my thing. Um, so when I go to places, I'm like, what do you got on draft? And immediately they like, I cringe because it's like, Oh, we got Bud Light, Coors Light, Merlot. And I'm like, ah, oh. like let's start How? at like number seven. Yeah. Like, like, like seven to 10. <laughs> yeah. But that's awesome that you guys like, you know, that's what you do. Like it's, it's craft beverages, like, um, cocktails, craft beer. The coffee is really good. My wife loves the Nutella. That's, that's really what got us started here was we would be driving through. We'd go to like visit family in like Tucson. I'm like, well, let's stop here and, and get a coffee. And she's like, Oh, they got Nutella. She's like, I'm getting that. Yeah. And it was legit from the beginning. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I do. I mean, I drink our cold brew. What, we make our own cold brew and I put Nutella in and I'm like, I mean, I just create, I can't drink it every day because I'd be probably under pounds heavier, but yeah. uh, it's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so I didn't even know you guys made cold brew. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We try to do everything that we can to be unique. Uh, we make our own, some of our own syrups. We have all the usuals like vanilla, blah, 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 that we buy, but we make a homemade uh, lavender, which oh, is amazing. Wow. So we have a lavender, well, we have lavender syrup, so, but we make like lavender white mochas. We have a rosemary honey. We have pistachio and a Vienna, which is vanilla cinnamon. So just trying to, that's, that's the cool thing about being local and being a sole owner that you can just do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you can just do whatever and you don't have to answer and you can try things out and it's, it's awesome. That's yeah. the creativity. That's, that's what I love about the business the most is the creativity behind it. Yeah. Well, and now things are paying off for you is, you know, I mean, you've got a legit place. 
but also like that craft, like that that local thing is really catching I know. on now too. Yeah. I, it's so nice to see that. You know, it breaks my heart every time somebody does have a like Starbucks cup in their car, and I think, oh, because they'll they'll <laughs> in the same sense of them coming up to the drive-thru and being like, I love this place. And I look down, there's a Starbucks place, and I'm thinking, the more you support them, and Starbucks is great, don't get me wrong. I mean, no, they, they, they have built, I mean, here, <laughs> listen, they've yeah. made coffee shops what they allowed mm -hmm. that to happen here in right. America. And in yeah. Europe, it's coffee, you could, you know, it's everywhere, but they paved the path for us. But now it's time for us to, you know, really support local spots. Yeah. I mean, if you want cool places, like 32 Shay, the only way to have more is to to support the local people. No, right. you know, so yeah. yeah, it's hard. We've all been trained that you know chains are just the way, but break free from the chains, people. Break <laughs> free break from free. the chains. Yeah. Just put that on your sign. The I front. want to. I'm like always thinking I should call local first and be like, just put billboards everywhere. You know, <laughs> break, break free from the chains. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. So you you guys also, uh, you cater too, right? We cater, yeah. yes. I mean, we don't push it a lot just because we don't have a huge catering facility, but yeah. of course we cater. Yeah. Uh, you know, we can make anything. Uh, we actually don't have a full kitchen. Okay. Yeah, you guys don't have fryers or like, no, yeah. We have induction burners that we only use for steam and we have convection ovens. I mean, okay. we make short ribs, braised short ribs out of convection ovens. We make... Uh, salmon superfood out of convection ovens. We do everything out of these ovens. Um, it's crazy. We have no hood and uh, and uh, no fryers and 150 <laughs> square feet. Yeah. But you know, it's like it really shows that you can just do whatever you you need to do. You just have yeah. to be creative. It, I've had um, a really great chef that worked with me for the four years. She's actually moved on, um, but she she was really the pioneer of that. You know, she taught me that. She saw. She was able to implement the vision that I had for this place, and that you know, if you're creative and you're really a great chef, you can make anything happen and yeah. create great dishes. So, you yeah. know, like even tonight we're having you know fish and chips as our entree. We have a special every night, and tonight's special is fish and chips. So we bake we bake the fish and chips and we bake our fries, and nobody even knows, and it's way healthier. Yeah, and people exactly. love it. They have no idea yeah. that it's you know not this deep fried thing. So that's interesting. Fish and chips with no fryer. Yeah, I like it. that's groundbreaking. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, what do you see? Um, what do you? What is your vision with this? So, because from where you've taken it to where it is now is, is amazing. I mean, you've turned this into just a wonderful place. So what's, where do you see it going? For the future? I feel like this is just going to be a staple forever. I'm, I'm, there are so many, so many restaurants opening and so many great places. It's, it's, it's hard not to want to keep changing and, and growing. You know, we do want to expand the space just so there's a little bit more room for us as workers. And we are, right quite squished especially up front I mean the kitchen is one thing but the up front is insane where you order your drinks, you order yeah. your drinks in the mornings there's like six of us in literally maybe 50 square feet <laughs> It's so small. Yeah. I you mean, guys do so well. Everyone's just yeah. like it's like a it's like a beehive in there. It is, yeah. and it's great. I you know this is the last couple of years I've you know I've learned to let go a lot. It's very stressful when you work with the owner and. I'm high stress, you know, type A. So, you know, there's there might be a few people that are a little angry with me because of the way I've treated them. But, you know, it's just when you're in a small space and when you have everything on the line, it's just 
it's hard and I'm super passionate and I wear like every emotion on my face. I uh, mean, there's okay. nothing I can hide. Yeah. So, um, you know, learning to step away and to just, um, you know, this business is just hard and I didn't know that you needed to like have training manuals and, uh. and, and, you know, like, and test people and just do all these things. And once I got all these things into place, I, I, things have really changed yeah. for just the staff, you know, like being able to train them right from the beginning and being less frustrated and then stepping away and letting uh, people manage has been great. Yeah. You know, so I feel a lot different. I think there was probably about four years that I didn't even recognize myself. I'm oh, like, really? who is this monster? <laughs> yeah, I was, I mean, this is crazy. 16 hours a day. That's where we're open. We're, yeah. We operate 18 hours a day. So, um, for one little lady who's never done this before, I mean, it was just a lot. Yeah. It was scary. <laughs> now I feel, I just feel like now I can like at least go home and know that people know what to do and they have the best intentions and yeah. it's a lot better now. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, well, thanks for meeting me. Like, yeah. this, this has been awesome. Like, I love this place. Um, I always recommend it to people. Like if, you know, hey, if you're driving down the 51, get off on Cactus and go to, or wait. I say cactus. Cactus actually is easier sometimes. Yeah, yeah, with the traffic. Yeah, so it's so funny because I'm like, usually at the end of the shows, I'm like, okay, so where can we find you? 32 Shea, you're on 32nd and Shea. People don't know, people ask that question all the time, though. They're like, where is it? Because the name is a little confusing. Yeah. 32 Shea. 32nd Street and Shea. And what's the website? 32shay.com. There's no other 32 Shays out there. We're the only, we're OG. (laughs) (laughs) You know, even like, Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat were 32 shades. So you can find awesome. us everywhere there. But thank you. You know yeah. what's you what you're doing and what I always tell um, everybody who interviews us. Um, it just helps businesses so much to get out there. And we need you just as much as you like coming here. We like seeing you. And, you know, if there's anything we can do for you to help promote you, we'd love to do that as awesome. well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode. Hopefully you're enjoying the show. If you are, do me a huge favor. Let's spread the word a little bit. Tell a friend, tell somebody you think might enjoy the show. Go to iTunes if you're feeling up to it. Give a rating and review for the show. I'd truly appreciate it. In the next episode, I travel down to Tucson to talk to a brewery who serves their flights in skateboards. So stay tuned. In the meantime, always remember, stay awesome.